Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. Who else you know around the city doing it better than this? Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend and you're on the verge of a Week 11 victory. If not, that's okay. We still have several more weeks left. We're going to get you through those weeks and make sure that we are all successful. It's me, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, Zay. As always, I got my main man on the line with me, Young Vander. Holler at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And my main man, bro, Joe. Holler at him, Joe. What's up? What's up? Yo, so we got a lot of information to get out to you in a very entertaining fashion. As per customary, bonjour, konnichiwa, good day, eh? Hola, como esta? Good day, mate, utenteg, and what's popping to my people right here at home? We gonna get started with the news. And now your fantasy news. It looks like Justin Fields may have escaped a serious injury. Um, It was thought that he may have had broken ribs there for a second, uh, but it looks like they may just be bruised. So that may be a pain tolerance type of a thing. Uh, They have some additional tests coming today, and we should have a little bit more information on Mr. Justin Fields coming up here pretty soon. But it looks like Andy Dalton, who came in and was able to put up some decent fantasy points in just a half of a game. Um, It looks like Andy Dalton may just end up being the starter for this coming week based on the diagnosis of Mr. Fields. We have Gronk, who looks like he's probably going to go this evening. They're kind of optimistic that his back injury is going to allow him to return. He was able to get in a full practice throughout the week, so he seems to be on track. Jarvis Landry actually played through a knee injury. This is definitely going to be something to monitor now that he's the number one wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. He injured his knee in the third quarter of Sunday's uh, 13 to 10 win over the Lions, but he was able to return in the fourth quarter. So just keeping in mind that Jarvis Landry, he's one of those wide receivers that can kind of get, you know, these little ticky tack injuries here and there that we may need to just make sure if we're depending on him, that we definitely have a certified backup, even if it's his backup. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who would there get all the targets if Jarvis was to to go down between him and Hooper tight end. Uh, We have Eric Ebron. He hurt his knee as well in the game against the Chargers. But unlike Jarvis Landry, he was unable to come back in the game. So Friar Muth is pretty much taking all of the tight end targets at this point in the game. So just another development to look out for. And also, as far as Justin Fields is concerned, he was actually taken to the hospital. So it's definitely quite a bit of pain there. So wishing him the best. Rashard Penny is doing his normal thing. He's hurt again. A hamstring injury is the designation for Rashard Penny. Tyler Boyd left the game early on Sunday. 
um, in the fourth quarter to uh, receive an IV. So it doesn't look like his quote unquote injury was much of an injury, more so just dehydration. Uh, he should be okay going into next week. Uh, just something to monitor. One of the bigger injuries, if you will, of the weekend, C.D. Lamb suffered a, a concussion uh, about mid-game. So I know so a lot of people were kind of wondering, hey, wh where's C.D.? I don't see him putting up any points. Well, what happened? Um, yeah, he ended up banging his head off of the turf and uh, getting a concussion, which is also leading to the speculation that he won't be able to go on this Thursday. We know the Dallas Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving, so it's looking like he's going to not be able to return from concussion protocol between now and Thursday, which it's been a short week. And with this game, guys, I know Dallas didn't really do their norm. And now with CD out, do we really think that this Thursday's game is going to end up being Dallas as norm? Or are, are they going to have two weeks of down numbers? I guess when it comes to on how they score the ball, um, the offense, the, the passing numbers may be down. I definitely see them coming into this game being a little more run heavy. You may see a lot of Zeke, a lot of Tony Pollard. And, and I mean, if they can get that going, then maybe use some play action. They definitely won't be the Cowboys of old when they're, you know, three receiver sets and slinging the ball around. I look forward to seeing them probably run the ball a lot more, looking like the old Cowboys. So run out Zeke and Pollard. You got Jamal Agnew, who seems to be one of the favorites as far as targets are concerned for Mr. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. He picked up a hip injury on Sunday's uh, 30 to 10 loss to the 49ers. So he caught all three of his targets prior to the injury for 18 yards. He had one carry as well. So they're also using him kind of to do some of the unorthodox plays, if you will. But Jamal Agnew has been coming along quite admirably, but he has a hip injury to monitor. Jordan Howard picks up a knee injury on Sunday. So that may, to some extent, kind of clear out a little bit of the confusion in Philly, but I still wouldn't necessarily trust it. They, they have a, a good running game going, but it's just trying to figure out who's going to be the guy on any given week, but we'll see how that goes. A.J. Brown ended up being injured twice. He went out of the game with a hand injury, and then he came back into the game and ended up with a chest injury prior to exiting for the second time in the game. So he was able to catch you know, five of his nine targets for about 48 yards. So at least he didn't put up a zero for you, but it was it definitely was not the the game that you thought you were going to get from an A.J. Brown type going up against Houston. Hell, this game in general wasn't what we thought we would get from a, a Tennessee-type team being the number one team in their conference at the time going up against the bottom feeder. That was just one of those any given Sunday type of game. <laughs> didn't see that coming. Vegas got a lot of money on that one. That was probably one of the games that most better kind of filled in that parlay with as the, the the last one they needed to get right and it was the no-brainer dismal man I, I didn't honestly expect all that coming out of uh from houston man that was i'm still taking that in right now <laughs> does that save david cully's job the fact that you can beat one of the top teams or is this just a Nothing no. to see here. You still getting fired at the end of the year, type of nah, situation. No, not at all. I mean, let's th let's let's be clear here. Tennessee is not. They don't have the, the identity of their team is missing. True. If that's, you beat that's true. a Tennessee team with Derrick Henry, cool, I buy it. But this team has a guy that's old enough to be my dad at uh, running back, <laughs> and then you have Julio Jones who's missing. You have AJ Brown true. who's really missing. Like this team is a shell of itself. So Houston did what they supposed to do. This is the NFL at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So they did what they supposed to do, in my opinion. 
Yeah, any given Sunday, any given Sunday. You had Michael Carter who exited the game with an ankle injury. So hopefully he'll be good to go for next week. We we don't we don't know exactly what type of an ankle injury we're looking at. If it's of the high ankle variety, then you may want to go ahead and pick up Ty Johnson if you're having any type of running back issues, just to kind of fill in the spot because he would be the next man up if Carter can't go. We know with those ankle injuries, especially the high ankle sprain. Those can be a, a multi-week injury. Um, so just keep a lookout for that. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, again, didn't go this week. Kind of lending itself to what you were saying, Vander. It doesn't make much sense for them to go ahead and go now when we have the bye week coming in and they have the opportunity to kind of get all the way right. So this was a little bit more expected than, let's say, if we're after the bye and one out of the two of them still doesn't show up. Um, then then we really may have some issues. It's been, what, three, four weeks now? Uh, about three weeks now that, that they've both been out? Yeah. And they've been able to hold serve. They've only lost one game while they were gone. So, I mean, they, Colt McCoy is earning his check. So, Kyler Murray absent another Sunday with the ankle injury. And I'm just hoping that his ankle injury doesn't hamper where, where I can kind of see this team going this season because they definitely depend on his speed and that kind of quick twitch ability. And as far as D-Hop is concerned, I mean, they do have quite a bit of receivers. That's the one position that they can probably afford to, you know, fall back in just a little bit, but he's still, you know, the heart of that team. So hopefully he'll be able to get over that nagging hamstring injury coming out of the bye. Are these two people that if, if again, um, your trade deadline has not come and gone for some people, this is the last week of the trade deadline. Um, and especially being that they're on buy, these may be two people that you may be able to get on the cheap because of their recent injury. Uh, would you even take the time to attempt to go after them? Or are you thinking that this is going to be something that hampers them rest of season? Of course you do. It's Kyler Murray and his D-Hop. You definitely uh, take on these two guys if you can. I mean, if definitely somebody going to sell them to you for low, I definitely think you go ahead and take advantage of that. Now, I think their schedule is pretty favorable down the stretch. It is. But let's look at the opposite side of that. If you have them, do you hold on or do you try to find someone who's willing to give you a ransom? No, nah, you definitely hold on to these guys. Don't panic. Stay put. Wait for the bye week to come in. And then, you know, deploy them as usual. Like, I don't think you sell these guys at all. I think you just keep them on your team. 10-4. We got uh, Mr. Marcus Johnson, who was kind of the last man up for the Titans as far as wide receiver was concerned. That's the third string receiver that we were talking about a little bit last week taking over for Julio. And he suffered a hamstring injury in this past week's game on Sunday. Uh, so he was forced out of the game as well. Uh, so pretty much none of the Tennessee catching weapons, if you will, were available. So we did was, have the guy in WI who topped 100 yards for yeah, the first time this year. Yeah, uh, your, your, your boy, uh, I, I think I think Joe told us about him several weeks ago um, to kind of keep an eye out for that guy. Yeah, he was able to do a little something-something. Ferkser was able to get into the end zone on a really kind of a crazy play. It wasn't targeted for him. It was more of a, a recovery of a uh, fumble. He, he's, he's not doing much this year. Uh, Swain is still in front of him. 
Lamar Jackson, we were talking about, you know, this is the second, third time he's had an illness during the week that he had to try to recover from before Sunday. And this one actually got the better of him in the sense that he wasn't even actually able to go Sunday. Baltimore was still able to pull out a very close victory against the Chicago Bears uh, as they dealt with their own injury issues. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's illness, uh, whatever it was, they're just saying that it has nothing to do with COVID. I'm assuming maybe a stomach bug or a flu or or something like that that just kind of took him down. But uh, definitely something that's kind of scary to me Uh, when, when you've had several weeks throughout this half of the season where you were in question. And now we see that if and when you do have any type of a, a illness pop up, it can be serious enough for you, I guess, it's just with the way your body handles those type of ailments that you may not be able to go. I know, Vander, you were telling us uh, last week that even in your family, it's just some people that, you know, especially with the weather change and other little things that come along that, right. that their immune system just isn't quite capable of fighting it off as fast as it would for some of the rest of us that, you know, get the sniffles and keep it moving. So because he's he wasn't the only person on the team that actually caught this thing. Oh, see, I didn't know who, who else was sick. Um, I didn't realize that it was a couple he, other guys, not really notable guys, but there's a few guys. It seems like gotcha. a little virus that went around. So it's probably about three okay. or four guys that actually had the virus. And, and none of them went either? No, I think they I think they was fine. Oh. Which so goes back it. to the point. Maybe that's good news if none of them could go. Maybe the virus was just that strong. But if several people got it and you're the only one that couldn't, that's that's unfortunate to say the least. Yeah, like some people, man, they get sick and they out of it. You know what I'm saying? You got others that 24 hours go by and they back to themselves. So Yeah, interesting. So uh, keep that in mind as you in route to the championship weeks. Even if you're in a one QB league and, and you don't normally run with two QBs, you can go ahead and kind of seek out that quarterback that may be on the uh, waivers in a in a one QB league that has that decent schedule down the stretch. Go ahead and put them on the on the back end of your bench. Likewise, if you're in a two QB league and for whatever reason there aren't any additional quarterbacks out there, Huntley isn't anything special, but at least you'll have someone that won't put up zero points should for any reason uh, Jackson not be able to go. We're kind of approaching the part of the season where you're better having the backup and handcuffs and things of that nature, if you will, versus having someone who's on the waiver who hasn't shown anything thus far this year. We're kind of deep into the season to find breakout waiver wire guys, barring injuries. So that's just something to keep in mind as you continue on throughout the season. Aaron Rodgers, I forgot about Aaron Rodgers. It's been indicated that he re-aggravated his toe injury. Not exactly sure if that means that he's in any doubt coming into, you know, this coming week, but that's going to be something else to monitor based on whether or not he's going to be able to go with that toe injury or if he's going to be anything less than, you know, 100% by the time the next game comes around. Yeah, it seems like he's going to be hobbling the whole season. Uh Uh-oh. He even came out and said this thing is worse than turf toe. So, oh wow, worse than turf toe? Yeah, that's saying so, a lot. Yeah, it is. And he but kinda, Aaron Rodgers like the lie, so I don't know. he, he kind of lumped around a little bit, uh, a good bit actually, in yesterday's game. So I look for him to probably be, you know, hobbling most of the season and trying to get it done. Uh, probably would kill his mobility, you know, as far as him getting out that pocket. And you know, sometimes you know he like to take off and, and get that first down. So probably won't see much of that. 
I think he's going to be. I think he's going to play. You know, just play through it. The other thing that he does a lot of times is he gets out of that pocket and then throws a bomb to Adams for a touchdown. We're going to have to be vigilant as far as how this affects Devontae Adams going forward. He's pretty much the only person in the passing game of note um, that anyone's depending on. But uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be something that we want to monitor going forward as far as the Aaron Rodgers injury is concerned. Yeah, Scatlin actually had a, a huge game yesterday. Yeah, uh, man. MVS. <laughs> Uh, he was able to – he had 10 targets. Now, he only caught four of them, but it was a 123 and a touchdown, so big game for him yesterday. I think he had one that was like a 50-yard a, a bomb touchdown. Yeah, he he definitely had a great game yesterday. Um, that pretty much takes care of the news, so let's go ahead and get into this game review. All right, all right, all right. So – who were the studs of the week, the duds of the week, the unexpected games? We're going to go through all of that kind of good stuff for us. By far, the stud of the week, JT Money, Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns, 32 carries for 185 yards, four touchdowns on the ground, three targets, three receptions, 19 yards, and a receiving TD. My goodness, JT Money earned his money yesterday. There was a team I had him on that I also had Patrick Mahomes on who went the complete opposite direction, still won the game because JT had enough points for three players, basically. Vander, I know you had him in our league of record. Man, this guy, he's putting himself in position that this time next year, I may have to consider him as the number one running back to, to, to draft next year. CMC's getting nicked up. Normally, for running backs, once you start hitting that injury bug, it doesn't get much better. Henry might not go the direction that he started out going this year before his catastrophic injury. Cook isn't the same Cook that he was. This guy's showing up every single week, and this week he showed out. As far as the rankings, they will not have him ranked number one. Usually in fantasy, you have to do Oh, no, before. just me. Yeah, I'm not talking. Yeah. <laughs> he could be your number one pick, but he won't be ranked number one. It's so funny, right? The Kansas City Chiefs was debating drafting this guy and went with CEH. So just imagine if the Chiefs had mm. Jonathan Taylor on it. Lord, have mercy. You know what I mean? So I think that's one of the mistakes they made. That's why you uh, don't let players pick in the draft. You let Because you know that was Patrick Mahomes' pick. Mm. Reed said, we're going to get a running back. You can choose. And he picked CEH over Jonathan Taylor. There you go. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor was the better player coming out. Absolutely. But, but another thing about that, I'm not – surprised at the game he had per I'm just really surprised on who it was against. Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills being one of the better run defenses in the league, for them to give up what they gave up yesterday is just like wow. I mean, but think about it. This guy's playing with a top three offensive line in the NFL. I would say top two. Speaking of, uh, Quentin Nelson went down yesterday. I'm not sure if he was able to get back in the game. I do know I saw him I go down to a knee injury and he is if not the best uh, offensive lineman in the NFL, definitely one of. So the end of that game was able to come back from that. They didn't really put that in the the, the fantasy injury report, if you will. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see if he was uh, did he return or not. I definitely think he's a top guard. They probably I probably got Zach Martin in front of him, but I definitely probably have him second as far as guards, interior offensive lineman. Also. Would have been one of the better, uh, I would say, would, would have been one of the better performances of the year had JT Money not done what he did. But Awesome Eckler, four touchdowns. He had 11 rushing attempts, 50 yards, uh, two touchdowns off of rushing attempts, 
He was also six of seven in receptions with 65 yards and two receiving touchdowns. So Eckler is one of the cheat codes right now in PPR as far as running back is concerned. And no matter what type of league you had him in when he has a game like this, um, and who would have thunk against Pittsburgh? I mean, now, now granted, they had some, they had Minka Fitzpatrick out. And when your safety's out, then you're, you're especially if you have a scat back, he's definitely going to be able to play a little bit more. Um, and then also they had TJ Watt out, who's one of their best defensive players just in general. So that kind of lends itself to the opposite offense being able to do a little bit more. But Eckler had a tremendous game yesterday. Man, just imagine if you had the guy that had both of them. And somebody did. I promise oh, somebody no, no. did. And, and the funny thing about it, in our league, we had a guy that drafted both of them. <laughs> I just I just made a trade and, and went and got Jonathan Taylor from him. But he had both Eckler. As a matter of fact, he had Eckler, Kamara, and Jonathan Taylor wow. as his running backs. What? He had all, yeah, he had all three. That's why we made a deal to get Jonathan Taylor early in the season. I was able to get him from him. Because I guess he feel hey, I still got Kamara and Eckler. So, yeah. and in this league, there is no flex. So that's why playing it's all three quarter, wouldn't have been an option. It's only a two running back, two running back spot. So, right. And he was kind of struggling in the uh, what was it wide receiver? Wide receiver. That he was struggling. Uh, okay, yeah. That's the best trade of the year so far in that league. I mean, I trade him DK Metcalf head up <laughs> for Jonathan Taylor. Man, shout out to me. Word. <laughs> <laughs> we had Baker Mayfield doing Baker things. I'm sorry, if, if you can't put up numbers against Detroit, what good are you to anybody? I mean, yes, they won the game 13 to 10, but my goodness, I mean, this this guy is just, he ain't it. He he had, uh, I want to say like 170 some, some odd uh, passing yards, one TD, two interceptions. He's pedestrian to say the least. I don't need to see any more from Baker to know that he's not a franchise guy. He'd be an elite backup. Or one of those guys that can kind of uh, run the same type of thing that Cam did where you just sit out there and wait for any given team to have a significant injury at the position. And then you can go in and clean up. Outside of that, I don't see Baker being a pivotal part of anyone's offense going forward. Unless Cleveland is at the point where they're like, well, at least we're winning, which is better than what we were doing before. So we'll just maintain what we have. Outside of that, Baker just ain't it. No, nah, not at all. Um, not a big fan of Baker Mayfield. Never was. And, and you see why. Very disappointing. I definitely think he's a, uh, I mean, a backup. Yeah, he'd be a good backup. Um, I still think he's just a, he could be a starter in his league. He's not a good one. You know what I mean? Like, you just. I, I can see. I, yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? I I'm not going to say he's not starter worthy, but he's just not going to be a good starter. You know, they traded up to get this guy, number one. Mm-hmm. A good, a good is a pretty good jump to good leap. The way they were sitting at, in the draft that year, but they passed on guys like Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. If you had must get a quarterback with that pick, I mean, you still had guys like Josh Allen that was in that same draft. Can you um, imagine Cleveland with Josh Allen right now? Lamar Jackson also was in that. Draft. Yeah. Could you imagine having that good of a defense with having a running quarterback? Like the other teams wouldn't have any chance to to, to do anything with the ball. With with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt with Lamar Jackson, you talking about a a silly run game? (laughs) Oh my god! And you got a and you got a coach that prefers the run game anyway. I mean, hell, I'm be honest with you. OBJ would still be in Cleveland and shining right now if any of those quarterbacks were the guy. Any of them? I mean, like I I don't know. Baker just ain't it. Um, speaking of another quarterback who ain't it. Good old Cam Newton put up some good fantasy numbers, but 
came with the L, which is normally how that works out with good old Cam Newton. Um, but he ended up with 189 uh, passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 10 rushing attempts, 46 yards, and a rushing touchdown. So Cam is going to get your fantasy numbers as per usual for Cam Newton. Um, but he just, I'm not impressed with how he throws the ball. I'm just not. There shouldn't be a learning curve at this point. You, you've you learned everything you're going to learn as a quarterback. Like you, you're on the, the the tail end, to say the least, um, of your career. But he's going to get you your fantasy points. You know, good job there. This The same reason I didn't want him as my quarterback in New England is the same thing that I saw in this game. When it comes down to crunch time and when it comes down to the throws and the catches that have to be made, he you can't depend on him. So that, that's just the is what it is. Cam did Cam thing. I don't think I would blame his loss on Cam Newton, though. I mean, he didn't turn the ball over. No, I, I'm not blame. I'm not blaming the loss on him. I'm just saying that there were a few plays that had he actually been able to throw the ball, they still could have won. So I'm not saying the loss is on him, but I'm saying the win could have been on him. I feel that. He definitely could have come back and win the game. I guess he had the opportunity at the end of the game. Right. If he could throw the ball, they could have won the game is what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not putting the loss on him at all, but – Sometimes you need to be able to just climb on your quarterback's back and go. You see that with Green Bay. Green Bay's defense is what let them down this previous weekend. You gave Aaron Rodgers enough time to go ahead and come back. They would have won the game had they not scored so quickly and gave the ball back to Kirk Cousins and the crew. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about a QB that can actually win the game for you versus one that you just have to hope doesn't lose the game for you, which is how I picture Cam Newton and the Baker Mayfields of the world. Um, you know, some of those quarterbacks are, are just guys that you're hoping doesn't stink up the joint so bad that you lose versus saying, hey, this guy can go win one for us. It's no different than like what the Ravens experienced this past weekend with Huntley. They were just trying to make sure that he didn't lose it for him. The same thing with um, when you're dealing with like a, a, a Tua. To a tongue of a lower, same thing. Like, I don't expect for you to go out there and win it for us because I don't think that's in your trick bag, but just don't lose it for us. Like, when you have that type of mentality towards your quarterback, everything else legit has to be perfect. There are too many warts on these teams for quarterbacks that can't go win the game for you. I won't say can't go win the game for you. Well, with Baker Mayfield, I'll say can't. With Cam, I'll just say usually doesn't. That's kind of the way that I'm looking at it. And the Browns need a guy that for those uh, and the Panthers definitely need need it even more. But I need that guy that on, you know, a couple of games out of the year, they can just say, well, maybe the defense didn't quite work out quite as well today. I need you to go out there and win it for us. And they can't do it with the guys they currently have. You had Elijah Moore and Mr. Joe Flacco. Um, they're becoming an item. They're becoming a thing at this point. Elijah Moore had 11 targets, eight receptions, 141 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown. He's still on the waiver wire in several leagues. People just aren't really paying attention to the Jets uh, like that. The other thing about it, we don't know if Wilson is going to be back and, we're, and if, if Wilson does come back, which there's absolutely no reason for the Jets not to trot him out there. It's not like they're in the playoff hunt or anything like that, or, or they need to see what Flacco has in the tank. Nah, you want to get the, the rookie jitters out of Wilson so he's ready to ride next year. And now you kind of have an idea of who your designated backup should be. And hopefully Flacco will ingratiate the young guy and kind of you know take him under his wing teach him a little bit about what he knows about the position, but Moore and Flacco, as long as they're both out there, it looks like, you know, Moore may be a thing. Yeah. I pretty much call this one. Um, as far as Joe Flacco 
you know, being inserted as a quarterback. Again, like I say, he just fits his skill set. That's his kind of guy. I think even if Zach Wilson was to come back healthy, I don't see a reason for a quarterback change here, to be honest. I would. The reason is you have nothing to gain by Flacco being your quarterback. Win some games. What does that do for you? It gives confidence to the team going into next season. I'm not the type have- of guy that we've seen, we've seen this blow up in somebody's face uh, year in years past where the team was upset that the coaching staff and everybody were kind of tanking. It kind of leaves a sour taste in a lot of players' mouth when these guys go out there, give it their all to win games. Guys don't want to go out there and just lose for a higher draft position. Like, that's what the up, people upstairs think that's cool. But the guys on the field, they ain't feeling that. No, no, I definitely can see that 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 side of it, but it, it's not tanking. It's saying that we have a guy. It's definitely who's tanking. Out. It's not. It's definitely not. It is. The difference between the difference between what I'm suggesting and tanking is your overall goal is just to lose. In this situation, your overall goal is to make sure that your QB of the future is ready next year because Flacco ain't going to be able to save you. I don't care. Okay, so he gets you two extra wins this year, but then you lose four or five extra games next year because guess what the the brass upstairs isn't going to do? They isn't going to let the guy that was the first-round draft pick, the second second pick in the draft, they aren't going to let you not at least see what he is when he's healthy, understanding that – what we saw the first few games, that's dealing with a rookie who who was going up against some tremendous defenses, things of that nature. But I don't see any way possible for you to just say, oh, well, Flacco's our guy. And for you not to try to polish, I guess, if you will, Wilson as much as you can this season in preparation for the seasons to come, the decades to come if it works out right. But I would prefer to lose a couple of games than for my QB of the future to lose confidence because we've all we've also seen how that ends up working out. And I would be, as a coach and as a GM, that's going to affect your job a hell of a lot more than a few people that probably won't even be around when you get right being upset. So, so what, if you throw your, what if you throw your QB in there and either one, he gets hurt, or two, he loses the rest of the games for the rest of the season. You think you're really instilling confidence in a guy that loses the rest of the games going into next season? Do you think he's getting confidence by being benched for a guy that wasn't even on the team? No, nah, but I mean, at the same the time, the only you way you learn is by playing. That, I mean, I agree with that as far as you know, learning by playing. But at the same time, you're talking about confidence and things like that. Okay, I so mean, you can very well get your confidence. You- it's a two way street. You can get your confidence crushed by also going out there. I'd rather say, hey, let's start fresh. This season already. Nah, we, this season's nah. already a, a dud. Let's start fresh next year. You know It'd what I'm saying? And go if into he didn't it. Start game one as the starter. If, if you if if you if you didn't go down to injury and that's what got you replaced, that would be one thing. But when you when you were the starter, got injured, and now they're saying, "Nah, you go ahead and sit, even though you're healthy." That is demoralizing. It's not like he was playing good and got benched. He well, was. Well, no, he was, I get he that. Was, it, he got hurt, but he was. Wet in the bed. I mean, like, I get that, but if you look at what's around him, the same thing look, that Flacco has around him. Next, yeah, but Flacco's been in the league for fifteen years. You, <laughs> it, you, you expect Nick Wilson I, to be as good as Flacco year get, one? It, it doesn't. What you mean? There's a lot of quarterbacks that come in year one better than, than veteran guys. It don't matter. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm I, I, I gave you two specific. I'm, I'm not talking about a lot of. I'm talking about this specific situation. And the thing that uh, you at this to, point, it could, it, at this point, you damn right. At this point in his career, nobody expects Flacco to be anything. At this point, Flacco's a journeyman. At this point, he's not Flacco of the Super Bowl, Flacco from the Ravens. That's not nobody. Not 
This guy didn't been on how many teams the last couple of years? Nobody's that, not believing that, in Flacco that, right that now. That ain't got nothing to do with anything. That, that, has, that's just like saying it has everything okay, to do I'll, with I'll, it. I'll give you the, I'll give I'll, I'll give you the perfect example. It's no different than in Miami with uh, Fitz Magic and Tua, where I, I, I'm gonna give you the start, but when you start to stink it up, we got a guy that can come in and back clean up. That no, that's that's the type it's not of the same. It's not it the same because Flacco wasn't on the wasn't on the Jets at the beginning of the season. You just said. That does anybody expect him to be better than Flacco his first year? You damn right. Nobody is not expecting Flacco to be anything at this point. Flacco. This guy's a third string quarterback. Third string don't matter. He's he's forgotten more oh, about God. football than Wilson has learned so, at this point. So in the, game. Str- the, the man it, has only played what that, three that games. Don't mean, and- that don't mean nothing when you damn near forty years old. It <laughs> don't matter what you, you hey. I can have I, hey. It don't matter how many transactions you didn't have, but at this point, this is a young man's game. So, so you're saying that you would uh, go ahead and start Andy Dalton for the rest of the year? He was in Chicago at the beginning, and he was actually the starter to begin with. So because he looked better than Justin Fields, would you go ahead and start him for the rest of the years, or do you give Fields his bumps this year so you're ready for next year? Same, same Similar situation. Man, they, why not? I mean. What do you mean why no, not? No, because they're going to take their bumps. No, Andy Dalton was the starter, right? I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, then. So why not put the starter back in? That's what you're saying, right? Because you should be preparing yourself for next year. It's not about this year. You're not going to win this year. You're not. It's not about this year at this point. It's about you're going to lose your job if you put up the same amount of wins next year and the veteran that you're depending on can't do it. So if you don't get that rookie past the, the point of the issues that are ailing him, you're about to lose your job next year. That veteran ain't gonna be able to keep you there. Them guys not gonna uh Saleya, uh Saleh, however his name is pronounced, he's not gonna lose a job. He just got there, number one. I've seen it happen. He's not gonna lose I've a job. I've seen it happen plenty of times. Yeah. When? The first thing that oh where where a coach loses his job and he had a a young quarterback? No, one after the first year. He just got here. I yeah. do know the answer to that, but it's, it's all it's not on the tip. It happened actually twice in the last five years. I've just got the two coaches. It was one and done. I forgot where though. I got you. I know it happened twice. Yeah, I got you. And I'm trying to. I. I, Um. Who was it? No more. I just don't think he was the guy for his job. I know it got to be a Cleveland coach. I know it got to be somebody from Cleveland that got to be. Let me go look. Number one, I don't think he's the guy for this job. But I mean, for right now, I would talk about the Jets coach. Yeah. Okay. I would. I would. I would wait till this guy's a hundred percent, and then you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't just sit him. I ain't say you got to just ice him for the rest of the year. But I mean, you have to think about two things. Number one, he can go get re-injured. Anybody can get injured. I mean, if he's healthy, he's healthy. Put him out there. Yeah, but this is your franchise. You don't want to get this I got guy. It, yeah. You want to get the guy to go tear his knee up, and then he can't even start the next season. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I, I feel you, but if he's healthy, he's healthy. So I mean, if he's if he's back to what he needs to be, being healthy I, and 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 being in the in the playoff hunt is one thing, but being healthy and you probably got one win on the season, that's another thing. You no, know, sometimes you have to save these guys for themselves. Like, yo, let's go ahead and start fresh next year. Why would I put my nah. franchise quarterback, if I'm a 1-11 team, why in the hell would I put my franchise quarterback in the fire talking about let's get some going, some good Be- going? That's because that you thing. got nothing to lose. You do have something to lose. You have you absolutely got, nothing to lose. Are you listening? If you yeah, one absolutely in the, if you, No, you're not. If you won an 11, you have a lot to lose. You have you can lose your franchise quarterback for next year. That's what you can you lose. You have nothing 
to lose. I just I'm told paying, you what you can lose. I'm paying you to play football. If that's the case, he's don't put nobody out there. Then. No, no, but you, you got to understand. Listen, I got if a lot already, of franchise guys out there. Don't, no, no, no. We no, just no, not going to play. No, that's lose. not true. Somebody that's might not get true. hurt. True. You mean it's not true? There's, there's not a M lot of franchise M guys M on the M team. Makai Becton is their franchise lineman. No, I'm not going to put him back out no, there. No, 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 no. Your boy. Everybody knows who the quarterback is in the football. Let's not do that. Let's not compare. Which is why he needs to get better before next year. You throw away too Which is why you need to make sure he comes in healthy going into a new year we you don't agree want your, on that i said no, that 10 times because you can very well plays. you can very well throw this guy out there and you know who your starting quarterback gonna be next year flacco <laughs> the same thing you're trying to avoid you know what i'm saying so so just so, because so, so just michael because carter shouldn't go again when his ankle is healthy because he's michael rookie, carter he is get, not the franchise we did not trade away draft picks or anything that oh get the position to draft wilson michael ain't carter. the franchise unless he get a hell of a lot better how he gonna get Bro, better on the bench say this guy's a lottery pick He's a quarterback. He is the franchise. Let's let's not even play this game. Just like he Josh was Rosen drafted. was, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. When you find out what you got now, but that's, before it's too late. But hey, it, whether they make a mistake or pick a bad play is on them. But if you're drafting a quarterback in your lottery, you're picking him to be a franchise guy. You're not I picking him to be that. nothing, nothing, and nothing because else. I'm that. picking him to be a franchise guy. If he's healthy, he's fucking playing. Nah, period. Man. Nah. If your season is already trashed and you and, and the season's that almost season over, was trashed before it started. Nobody gave no. them a chance to win. Every, everybody knew before the season. That's so, not true. Okay. That's okay. not true. So, That's not true. So, so Miami, so so Miami season isn't trash, and they threw two out there with a broken damn finger. Come on, man. What you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? That's the franchise, right? That's what we talking about, right? No, what uh, you 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 mixing it up? You, you comparing tomatoes the, the to thing. to onions? Like, what are you talking about right now? You compare them to a team that's actually uh, mathematically. Actually They're not in the hunt for anything. No, no, no. Numbers wise, they were in the hunt to still make the playoffs. You got a team that's out of it. They, there's no way they can make it. It's at the end of the season, and this is your franchise quarterback. You don't put them in harm's way so you can't have them next year. Now you didn't so miss two. Hold on. So now what, you so didn't what miss you're saying two Russell Wilson shouldn't play for the rest of the year either then because the Seahawks don't have a chance at the playoffs, so their Hell franchise no. shouldn't play. Hell no. Russell, and guess it, what? It, and guess what no. happens when you do that? You lose money because I I bought season tickets to see the starters play, no. and now you putting out a bullshit product. You no, can't do putting, that, bro. No, no, you want to. It's not a bullshit product. You want to. It is give, a bullshit product. No, no, that is not the way the NFL works. Dog, the bullshit product is on display right now, as we all can see. Russell Wilson is not Russell Wilson. This guy need to be on the shelf healing. That's still who I came to see. No, but it don't matter. But, but, but even, the, even even in the, but even in that situation, though, he's not he's in both of our opinions, he's not healthy yet. What I'm talking about is if he's fully healthy, right? Even if you have nothing else to play for, are you telling me that you sit him for the rest of the year because and he's see, your franchise and, guy? And see Adams and see Adams from from their perspective, maybe so because he might not come back next year. See, it's a difference in, in your situation. They might not even have Russell next year. So, hell, they may say, yeah, let's run him out here and get what we can get out of him. But if he's a guy that you know he's going to still be there and the season is over, why would you do that? Because you could very well lose him for another season. Now you didn't miss two seasons of a player. You can lose anybody. I'm, no, I'm not going to go like you. that. I'm not going to This is not just anybody. This is the franchise season. player of your team. This is the face of your franchise. It's not just anybody. It's not uh, Agnew. You know what I'm saying? It's not just anybody. This is the franchise player of the team. Yeah, you don't just so. you, you you gotta protect these guys because these are the guys that's you you spend a lot of compensation in, you put a lot of money in them, you gave away draft picks for them. 
And when you got that, so, um, let you me give out those season tickets, this is the guy's faces on the damn ticket. This is the guy that's on the damn, when you go buy the little damn roster book, he's on the front of the, this is the guy you got to, you can't. No, you, you're 100% correct, which means he's the guy that I'm paying to come see. But here's the other end of the spectrum as well, as far as this situation is concerned. When will he ever have less pressure on him if you're already expected to lose the game, but just get better in your performance? When we start out next year, all the pressure is on because now, if, if for whatever no reason, pressure, man. it's saying that it's a lot of pressure. No, it's it's hey, plenty when, of pressure. He's going to be in the same boat that two is in this year. And people already calling for his job. It's no pressure, man. At the okay. beginning of the year, everybody's zero and zero. Everybody has a clean slate. It's zero, zero. Like, there is no Until pressure. Until you start losing games and you didn't yeah, learn anything because you didn't play. Zero, zero. No pressure. It's a new season. Let's come in fresh. Maybe got a new office coordinator. Never know what may be new. There's going to be some changes. Maybe some addition of players, different things like that. But... I mean, you compare in one thing to the other. Like, it don't make sense. You compare and you went from Miami to Seattle. Like, way different. You talk about people coming to see Russell play. Yeah, but they ain't coming to see the Russell that's on that field right now. Well, I tell you what, because because none of my examples make sense. You give me the one example where what you're saying actually happened. I'll wait. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm, I mean, just one. I mean, just I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a football Almanac encyclopedia, but I I'm mean, talking about every right in NFL I, history. Tell me when a franchise right guy was healthy and they just said him because they didn't want to, they didn't want to hurt his feelings for next year. Is basically what you're saying. That I, you you give me no, no, it's not you, about you don't have feelings. to know all of them. It's not. You, it's give, not me, about, you give me the one time. It's that not about hurting their feelings, but there's been situations that at the end of the season you give see me the one. second guy play. I can't recall right off because we on air live. I mean, I can't think of right now. And, and end of, of the later. season is different than middle of the season. We're, we're, we're in the middle of the season, not at the end of. the we're season. We're in the middle of the season. This is about to be week twelve. This ain't the middle of the season. It's eighteen games, bro. We ain't at the end of the season. It's still not the middle of the season. We're on the back. We're on the back end of the season now. It's twelve. It's not the end of the season. And like 12, I said, man. you you the, um, a, the the football almanac himself is yo, hard pressed to find one situation that because I'm not thinking about that right now. I want to sit and think about it. I mean, this is years of football. Sh I have years of football in my head. Shit shouldn't require. Uh, it, it should a because long I sit down to figure it out. It should one because that's something very time. specific. That's very. That's something that's very specific. I mean, but from what you're that's telling me, of football. but from what you're telling me, anytime this type of a situation occurs, this is what I'm should not, happen, I, right? I, listen, just because of what should happen, I mean, it always happens. It never happens. That's my that's point. That's not true. That's not true. Well, tell me the one time it did. I'll get back to you later on that. Okay, ten four. Me personally, I think that's the route to go. I mean, because is he is he even ready yet? Ready for what? Is Wills? Is he ready to play yet? No, he's still he's still uh, coming back from the knee injury. That's what I'm so saying. He got to get healthy. What the hell are we talking about? He's not even ready yet. So if he's ready, what's he gonna what, be ready? Week thirteen? Did you miss week fourteen? When he's healthy, he plays. What part week of that? Fifteen. So so if it's week I don't give 15, a shit what week it is. Oh, week so eighteen Joe, for all so I bro, care. So bro, Joe, if it's week fifteen, you think you should? You trying to tell me if it's two games left in the season, you should run your franchise quarterback out there and three play? games left. I if it was three say, games left in a season, would you run your franchise quarterback out there and play those three games? You would do that. So, going to the beginning, and I'm like, I I'm I'm lever I understand what both of y'all are saying. In short, I do agree because of his injury, he's going to be out a significant amount of time. Depending on that time relative to how many games is left, I would sit him if he's coming back from an injury with three or four games left. Looking at the tell it and that schedule. I don't know if I'm putting them out there. So I understand that point. 
he's a great he's a great talent. We know that, but he also is going to need a lot of time to acclimate himself to the playbook. But to Zay's point, he's going to have to do that on the field. So y'all both make great points because I agree with both philosophically. If he comes down to him having three or four games, I probably would try to sit, get him, you know, 110%. You you did practice 10 days straight, and then I would give him a shot to play the last two games or if depending on when he comes back. But I see both points. Let me ask you this, Joe. If, if we can agree that he's going to struggle for a few games, right? Right. You wouldn't want those to be the three games that don't matter versus him fucking up your clean slate next year in the first three games. Because we, I think we all three can agree that he's not, although he has the capability or the, the, the talent, if you will, it's not going to come to fruition for several more actual games. He has to get more game experience to get right. So as a GM, as a head coach, and as a team member, as a teammate, you want to go into next season saying, well, we're just going to throw this season away too? Unlike Wilson, I ain't got but three more years left. I'm not a rookie. So we're going to fuck up this season and next year versus letting him get his come up as, at the end of this season and then learning from it in the offseason? Like, that just that just makes sense to me. I, I'm not going to not play you because I'm scared that you're going to get hurt. Well, how is that fear going to be? Any you're less likely to get hurt because it's the beginning of a season versus it being the end of a season. Again, barring if you're healthy. And, and, and two weeks ago, they said that he could have played, that, that they were looking at him possibly playing. They wanted to get another look at Mike White, and then they went ahead and traded for Flacco. So I don't, I don't, based on the previous information that we've gotten about this guy, it doesn't feel as if he's in some type of a catastrophic leg situation that right. may end up you know screwing up his career going forward if he would have been able to play two weeks ago they just they wanted to make sure he was 100 healthy it just doesn't make sense to me to delay the inevitable when he's got to get his come up and see the way we slice it yeah i think you know not knowing too much about the injury if he was able to play two weeks ago it's likely that he's gonna be back on the field soon but to look at it i think it depends on the significance of the injury like this whole debate if we was talking about something that it was like it's possible that's a significant injury then i lean towards obviously what van was saying but also to, to his point I, but to his point too like uh like you said like is gonna be here at least next year his defense and and how he mm -hmm. will eventually take over the organization they're gonna be a winning team next year i think that not if they lose like, the first three games because wilson is still shitty that's my point get ready now for next year but Matt LaFleur's offense isn't something that you learn in one season either. So it lends to your point. I just see both sides of it being beneficial. They have a lot of good things going with the salary cap and everything. That This is an up-and-coming team. So you guys both have a good opinion. It wasn't a right or wrong. Um, I can feel you on that. <laughs> barring the injury and how significant it is, like you said, he's more likely going to suit up the rest of the season. I think Van was coming at it from it being a significant injury. You know, not to put words, but I think – I would look at it if it was a significant injury, possibly sit him the rest of the year. We don't want an RG3. I mean, they wasn't going to make the playoffs, but we all know he came back too soon his rookie year from his injury. I feel you on that. That mm. makes sense. Mm. Mm. Coming back too soon is a little bit different than, than what than I've stated 12 times completely healthy, but I, I feel where you're coming from with RG3. So, but um, a couple saying, of, go ahead. Real quick, all I'm saying, if it's week 16 and you say, hey, okay, we're ready for you to play, and this guy tears his knee up, who's getting fired? Nobody. I doubt it. Because that man upstairs is cutting that check. He ain't going to like that. He's not going to like that this product that he didn't probably spent uh, 80 million or 60 million or whatever in 
now gonna miss most of next year too? Not my issue. Because guess what? Because guess what happens it's if he comes in? If that man cutting the check, it is your issue. It's not, and I'm gonna tell you why. Right. My issue is this: with most coaches, if you come out and you completely lay an egg the first year, you're on the hot seat the next year. So if we start out losing the first three or four games while Wilson get his footing under him, and then we still have a losing season next year, I'm going anyway. So what did I gain as a coach now? Not as a player, as a coach it's in the GM. Not true, bro. It's not true. How is that not true? Because coaches have a much shorter lease than than, than players. That ain't always true either. I unless you it. unless you're playing for Pittsburgh or somebody, no, the coach I has mean, a much shorter lease you, dog, than, seen, than a franchise we, no, quarterback. No, no, no. no. We've seen okay, Jeff well, again, Fisher. give me an example. Okay, Jeff Fisher. You want another? What one? about Jeff? Marvin Fisher? Lewis. You what want another? Give me the team. To give me Tennessee the Titans, Cincinnati Bengals. You talking about short leashes? These guys had some of the longest leashes in ever history with losing records, steady getting their head beat in, and steady being the coaches. And they've seen many quarterbacks and many quarterbacks go and come. And they they've still they, been there. They weren't brand new coaches that had never coached before, though. They were riding oh, on so, their reputation. Oh, so, oh, so, so now we move. Well, the line. has never been a head no, coach. So, so now we move the finish line. So you said, give you an example. I gave you talking about shorter leashes. You didn't say anything about new coaches. You said shorter leashes on coaches than quarterbacks. I gave you two. Well, now it's because they're a new. Quarterback with with uh, with history here. and experience is going to have a much longer leash than somebody that's never been a head coach. That's that's common sense. No, no. we got we got coaches. We got coaches that were new head coaches that had winning records that got fired. What's your boy out in Detroit that got fired with a nine to seven record as a winning, uh, relatively new head coach? He couldn't keep his job. That's all I'm saying. Who he replaced? Patricia. Him. No, no, no. Before him, the black guy. Oh, hell, He'd been there more than one year though. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that that guy was a newer head. The, the, not Patricia. The, the um. Is it he wasn't winning no games. He wasn't winning. But no he games. had a winning record. What do you mean he was nine and, and seven? And, that, when and he that's got not fired. his first time being a head coach either. That, was it was Caldwell he a head, coach, head coach in Indianapolis before? He, Come on, he man. took over. He took over when old buddy got. Um, and I he was he a head cancer. coach in, with the Colts before, bro. He took over as head coach when old buddy got cancer. But he, but that, that he wasn't was his head, actual job. He was filling in. He's the head coach for the Colts. He filled in while, I, and I think it's. A, the, the dude that got cancer that was um that was that was a head coach he filled in for him when he got cancer i can't remember his name it, it might be no that dude. no that was way years ago you you talking about um yeah Caldwell was the coach from 2009 to 2011 they never fired that and i can't I, and i hate i can't remember the the uh the coach's name but they never fired that guy and and when and Caldwell was basically just the fill in while he was going through his cancer treatment that's what I'm saying. He, so he wasn't meant to be the head coach. That his first actual job that he was hired on as the head coach and didn't have that temporary title, if you will, was with Detroit. And he had a winning record with Detroit was, when he was the fired. winning record was nine and seven, though. That's not good enough for a lot of a lot of people. And one bro. and eleven is so you are gonna keep your job with no, one and eleven, but nine and no, seven ain't good. What no, are we talking listen, about now, bro? You jumping, dude? You jumping all over the place. The, I'm the not argument, at all. You are because the argument was you talking about coaches having longer leashes than quarterbacks. No, you no, said, no. Oh, I said coaches, I, coaches have shorter oh, leashes, not right. Longer. Right. You said unless you're in Pittsburgh. I gave you two examples of coaches, one in Tennessee and one in Cincinnati, where that wasn't true. Then you went ahead to something else, and then you talking about um, well, Patricia replaced this guy that had a winning record. Because he had, you know, the winning record no, was nine no, and I, seven. I'm not, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Patricia. What I'm saying is, if you're a newer coach, your leash is going to be very short. So if and Caldwell was a newer coach, then hmm? why was his leash that short then? Because he's a newer coach. I don't you, know why. I don't. You, I don't know why the you NFL mean? operates. You're not making way. sense. You just said if it's if you're newer, it's shorter. If you're yeah. saying if you cannot count on 
the Indianapolis job as being his first job, and you count the Detroit job being his first job, he didn't have well, a hell, short leash. The guy he, he was got, there he, four years um, in Detroit. Caldwell, come on, bro, get it together. So what you're telling me is, just, just so we're on the same page here, what you're saying is a guy that goes 1-11 his first year as a, as a head coach and doesn't get better in his second year is likely to still have his job in his third and fourth year. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not. Because that's what that. that's what it but all boils down to. No, 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 no. You 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 mixing everything up. I never said these things. I never. It all goes back to that's, why you want to get Wilson better now, so you I, can keep your job in the future versus listen, starting out next year looking shitty because he still don't because he's still gonna lose his several games the same way as a, we don't know uh, that. Justin Fields. What we do you mean? We already that. saw it. What do going you mean? into going into next year, you don't know what this guy gonna come out and be. He may be okay. what everybody thought he was gonna be. He's just gonna get better by sitting on the bench. I got you. No, okay. it's not about sitting on the bench, but at the same time, he can come out a fresh start. It's a new season. You got new people in place. You got a you got a new running. You got a running back that has a second year in place. Like you have different. You gotta understand whatever else comes to play with me matters. It's not all about me. You know what I'm saying? You got Salih got these guys on the the second year under his defense. You got some guys and when it, hell the the biggest free agent they bought in was hurt this year. He's coming the, back. So who, I mean, who you Lawson. Talking about, so talking the about biggest, the defensive guy, right? So there's a lot more pieces that what they go, got to do with Wilson learning the quarterback position. No, it's all about winning. Football is the ultimate team sport. So winning is winning. There's guys that's go, that wasn't here this year that's going to be here next year that can help us win as a team. So it's not all about you think oh we gonna he gonna go out there and just lose next year. That's not that's not so because it's not gonna be this this team may look totally different next year. You don't know who's gonna be there. You have no idea. I know who's going who should be playing quarterback based on where he was drafted. And I also know that you can't learn the game by not playing the game. That's like saying I can sit and watch you play Madden and then I'm going to be good at it because of how good you are at it. That's not the way life works. Sometimes you sit, you watch it, then when it's your turn, you take over. We've seen that happen in many occasions also. You know what I mean? Hey, I guess so. I just I just don't see him getting better by not playing. That That's just not that, – that's nah, not. The guy should definitely play, but you don't play him at the end of the season when there's nothing to win. You that's can win the game. Didn't you just say it's all about winning games? It's not about the play. They're not right. going to make the playoffs so next year. Point I was making, as of right now, I think Flacco give them a the better chance of winning right now. This guy ain't ready. That's but, what but I was who, saying. But who is the win more important to right now? As a team. The players. No, no, I, I get the that. Players. No, 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 no. We're on the same page with that. What I'm saying is if you go out there and you win with Wilson, is that not a more important win for the franchise than it is for Flacco to just pad his stats before he retired? Which win is is actually more influential over the franchise? Is what I'm asking. Which injury would be more influential over the franchise? Flacco anybody or him? can get injured, but he can get no, injured no, in the first no, game next year. We're not year. talking about anybody. He can get See, injured in practice. What are we talking about? But man? we're talking about at the end of a season. I rather my guy get hurt at the beginning of the season, knowing I'll run him in there ready and fresh. So, so he's not going to practice in the off season either. Then we, we're not going to do nothing until preseason next year because he might nah, get hurt. Man, you, you're, you're being you're being silly. What I'm saying How? is this. Because, though, we have seen this many times, but we have seen a lot of, though, I've seen a lot of guys in clothes at the end of the season that was healthy, that didn't play because it didn't matter. Let's get ready for next season. There's no need to run your and franchise. And those guys were nine times out of ten veterans that didn't have anything to learn by playing for the rest of the season. No, nah, these guys were the, the pieces of the key pieces of your team. You got money invested. Like I said, the next show, you, you, you'll you be able to tell us. What rookies you've seen bench? Because so it got to be a rookie. Running. Come on, man. Well, well, hell, well, we can start with anybody, but this particular situation is with a rookie, rookie quarterback. They got to be a rookie. All right. A little bit of a different situation, like you said, it's different between a a, a quarterback and a running back. Versus Shout out a to Jim Caldwell, player, man. Et cetera, et cetera. 
Shout out to Jim Caldwell, man. You coached four seasons with Detroit. And your first job wasn't Detroit. This guy don't know what he's talking I didn't say about. that was his first job. I said that was you, his first you head that coaching was his first, job. That wasn't his first head coaching job. He was in so, Indy for three years. Interim head coach. He was not chosen as their head coach. The head so, coach got so canceled. What year, so what year was the interim coach? The year that the head coach got canceled. So what I'm supposed to remember that? the year that the dude got canceled. But hell, you won't be there. On the spot, but you can't remember hey, Joe, the one he time he any player. remember something? So, so hell, let me get this not? right. I'm supposed to remember the one time a specific <laughs> right. coach did something, but you can't remember the one time any player ever in the history of the NFL. You're talking something. about that some guy that had cancer. You. You're, not, you're, you're, okay. you're not getting it. Who had cancer? How is that difficult to understand? Stop it, man. Jim Caldwell was a head coaching coach. Just stop it. Stop. So 2008 was the year that the the, the head coach got cancer then? Maybe. That, that's that's sure what you talk about. You bringing up these cancers. Fact, it was uh, Chuck Pagano. That's who it was. Chuck Pagano. Head, head, head coach of the Indianapolis coach from 2012 to 2017. Oh, can, thank you. Thank you. Joe Bro, you heard that? <laughs> Thank you. I'm just laughing over here. No, 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 no. You heard that? <laughs> Go ahead. He, hey, you know what's so funny, Joe? Guys speak loud to make it seem like they're right. He, so say those dates again. <laughs> say those dates again for me. Chuck Pagano was the coach when? Charles yes. David Pagano okay. is head, no, no, uh, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2012, 2012 2017. Yes, sir. Now, did, hold did on. I just say Caldwell was 2009 to 2011? Clicking on Caldwell right now. Hold on. See, hey, I love it, man. I love it, man. God bless you, man. 2009 James, to 2011. Go ahead. James Caldwell. Yeah. Oh, it's low now. No, speak it. I want you. I want that same. Don't tell him, Joe. We need that same Zuber. Can I read? <laughs> James Caldwell yeah. served as, as head coach of the mm. Indianapolis Colts mm. from 2009 to 2011. Mm. Mm. Detroit Lions head coach from 2014 to 2017. Hmm. But at any rate, yeah, you're right on that one, Bear. I give you that one. So even with that being the case, and you're 100% right on that, James Caldwell, head coach, Detroit, from 14 to 17, and this still goes towards my original point. He was booted <laughs> out as the head coach. That's what I'm talking about. With a winning yeah. record. I like that. That's my yeah. point. Yeah, let's move on, when man. When you're booted this... out as the head coach with a winning record yeah. versus a guy that's right. not even going to be at 500, what's the likelihood of you still being the head coach of the Jets for you to even care whether or not Wilson got hurt? in his rookie year at the end of the year. <laughs> Point still stands. <laughs> Even with a running record, oh, your job man. ain't guaranteed. Yeah. So what you had about to have record. to nine and seven, though. That's a winning record. Seven. It is. That's a lot better than what C-Li C- looking at right now. No, but in this, but he had four years to get it done. Like, sometimes for a lot of uh, owners, if you've been there four years, nine and seven just ain't enough when you're trying to get over the hump. For some, from some, um, organizations that's cool but detroit ain't that organization they they, they they're not a winning organization in general that nah, was one but, of the first head coaches to have a, a above a, a a winning record in general for detroit nah but if you know the ford family man they're pretty proud family man when it comes to this thing man they and they take their football serious up there in detroit so i get that but he they, had the best record of anybody they had and still fired them. yeah but they had years of success I mean, they're not Detroit world beaters, Super Bowl champs, none of that, but they had some some winning teams up there before, like when Barry Sanders and different guys. So yeah, they Lord, used to, that's a long time ago. Right. Matter of fact, so, right. they wasn't they still losing then? It was just that Barry Sanders was so good. They, they didn't have They was making playoffs. Then. They was making the playoffs. They was getting beat, but they was making it. But 9-7 <laughs> just ain't enough, bro. Nah, I guess. 9-7 I mean, may be good if you're Cleveland Browns. 
Mm. But if you want these certain teams, man, nine and seven just ain't gonna cut it. Like they want, they want to be better. Just like the Cowboys, you can't go nine and seven down there too many times. They gonna get you out of there. Well, we have a little bit of a switch up uh, in the week due to the holiday. We don't want to leave you hanging as far as making sure you get your matchups and all of that good stuff for this week. So we will be recording the show on Wednesday and we'll try to have the show out by Wednesday evening. So that way you'll have it Thursday morning slash Wednesday evening ish. I know there's going to be several games that'll be on early on Thursday, being that it is the holiday. So we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to take a listen to the podcast prior to those games. So you have a pretty good idea of who you should be starting and sitting, who has the best matchup and why. With that being said, there was one other thing that we wanted to go over real quick. For those that listened to the last show, the trade ended up not going down. So um, if you remember, the sticking point was the only way that Vander was going to accept the trade of it was I would be getting, was it Lamb and Javante Williams, was it? A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. It was Lamb, A.J. Was it just those two or was it a third person? Uh, I believe it was those two. So it was Lamb and A.J. Dillon, and then I would have been giving up Cup. Was it Mixon? Because I know you said no, you want to take Swift. So Cup, Swift, and who was the third person? Or was it just two on two? Yeah, it's more two on two. Two on two. Okay. Oh, because the defense, um, Baltimore oh, and, yeah. and and Miami was in there originally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the original trade would have been Cup, Swift, and the Baltimore defense, and then I would have been getting Lamb, Dylan, and the Miami defense. So with Cup's injury and me not being able to take any additional L's. Um, several other players kind of showed and proved on the squad. We were able to go ahead and get the win, but I'm kind of glad that that trade didn't go down. I ended up getting another trade where I gave up Cup, Higgins, and Sanders from Philly, and I got Debo, Samuel, and uh, Deontay Foreman. That's who it was. <clears throat> so really, that trade was all about Debo and the matchup that he had. And then also looking at Debo's matchups going forward and not necessarily knowing what the distribution of targets is going to look like. I know Cup is, should definitely still be the main horse um, in that receiving core for the Lions. I mean, excuse me, for the Rams. But OBJ, OBJ being there now, um, getting a little bit more uh, knowledge under his belt as far as the system is concerned, I can see him possibly getting a few of those bigger plays that Cup was kind of taking in. So it all ended up working out. Just for those that uh, were wondering how that all went down, but uh, yeah, I th didn't you get a win this week too, Vander? Yeah, I had Jonathan Taylor. Oh, enough yeah. oh, <laughs> said. He, he put out like what sixty points? I mean, it was uh, stupid. In, well, in a standard league, I think it was fifty. So think about that. In a standard league, fifty points. That's cr so. And I know he had three three catches. Man, yeah, fifty. He, I think, and it's actually the fifth most fantasy points since two thousand ten. No, since 2010. Ooh, Kamara number one? Um, I know you had Tariq Hill was up there. Kamara um, had a six-touchdown game last Kam year. Kamara was up there. I believe Doug Martin. Remember that year, that that, that Doug Martin thing? He went crazy that one time? Yeah. Was, but that was like over a season, though, right? Are, are you talking about for the season what, or for a, one game? For one game within the last 10 years. Oh, Doug Martin had a five- or six-game touchdown game, too? Oh, yeah. He went nuts one year. Oh. I believe it was Doug Martin. Um, oh, when he was with Tampa Bay. Right. Okay, I got yeah, you. I got he, you. I got he had you. crazy one year, but it's the fifth most. I knew that for sure. It's the fifth most points. Dang. Um, since 2010. So four people have put up more than 
55 some odd points depending on your score system. That's that's major. That yeah. definitely wins the week. It, it really doesn't matter what else. I mean, that, that's enough points for five people. You're only right. really starting like what eight? So, yeah. real quick, I have the list here, right? Jamal Charles is number one. He had 59, he had 59.5. Okay. Uh Tariq had 57.9 last year. Uh Kamara had 56.2 last year. Doug Martin in 2012 had 55.2. And then Jonathan Taylor with a 53.4. So yeah. That's back when I I was really getting deep into fantasy um, right around the time that Jamal Charles was breaking out. I had played a couple of years prior too, but that's when I was really getting deep into it. And, and a part of that was because I had him on that team, made me pay a whole lot more, more attention to my team that year because <laughs> it seemed like every week, no matter how bad anybody else did, he was able to put it out in the clutch. So if you can find yourself one of those type guys, that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter if they end up not being number one overall for the season, if they can win you weeks. That's invaluable. And I can see JT doing that several more times uh, throughout the course of this season, bar an injury, of course. But th the one thing that I loved about it, once they put up all those points, they still didn't go to another running back. They didn't give a shit if he got hurt. They didn't care about trying to even out the load, trying to get anybody else any points, trying to get anybody else any stats. Nah, hit the ball. Keep doing what you do. That's major as it pertains to who you look at as being your, you know, your, your best bet as far as running back is concerned. He's younger than a lot of these other guys as well. It's a lot of things that are uh, kind of going in his favor to, to being one of, if not the best running back out there next year. But we'll definitely talk about that and quite a bit more. I think we've pretty much covered everything that we needed to for this show. Again, we'll be switching things up a little bit this week. You'll get that show on Wednesday. Outside of that, if you're looking for us, IG, find us on Fantasy Football Fiend at IG. On Twitter, Fantasy underscore Fiend. And for Facebook, the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. And we out.